This is the AM640 Afternoon Drive Show on Talk Radio. AM640. In the six weeks since BC's introduction of the foreign buyer's tax, housing sales in Vancouver have dropped significantly. 15% tax is facing a legal challenge now after a class action suit was filed in the BC Supreme Court this week. And this is getting a lot of interest here because it's been suggested by more than a few experts throughout the week that we follow suit with a 15% foreign buyer's tax here in Ontario. The lawyer representing the case is Luciana Brazil. She's on the show. Luciana, who are you representing? I represent Jing Li, who is a Chinese woman that came to Canada three years ago to pursue some studies in Saskatchewan. She completed her studies. She moved to BC and then wanted to buy a purchase um, to buy a property in Langley and found herself in a situation where she had to come up with an additional eighty thousand dollars because of this new tax. Was she already moving ahead with the purchase before the tax was introduced? Yes, she was. Okay, so now she is on the hook for some money. Is that correct? That's right. She has two choices, and both involve um, letting go of some money that she wasn't expecting. One is to forfeit her deposit, which is around, is to, which is around uh, fifty-five nine, fifty-five thousand nine hundred. Okay. A lot of money. A lot of money, or uh, pay the additional eighty thousand dollars. So neither of which is good. All right. So, what is your main argument? Well, the primary argument in this case is that the province. Um, chose to to base this tax on nationality and and permanent residency status. And because of that, it intruded into an area of federal jurisdiction. So because of that, we say the province did not have the power to enact tax on that basis. And and, uh, hand in hand with that is the idea that the federal government has made commitments to 33 countries by way of international treaties. And uh, those treaties include provisions such as not treating the nationals of those countries any less favorably than Canada treats their own. And when I can go and buy the same property that Ms. Lee bought and not pay the $80,000 tax because I happen to have Canadian passport, well, that is treating her less favorably than it treats me. Well, how do you answer this? You know, we treat foreign citizens differently in so many areas, like foreign students pay more at universities, uh, you know, health care, voting rights, even driver's licenses. These are all areas where citizenship does play a role. Well, the, the law doesn't say that foreign citizenship can never play a role into different things. Uh, all that it says is that in relation to this particular tax, the province didn't have the authority to do that. It all depends on who differentiates on what basis and pursuant to what powers. Okay, and I understand you brought up earlier on uh, treaties and trade agreements that were made internationally that this might violate. Correct. And so I'm just going to play devil's advocate here. Uh, You know, buying real estate, though, it's different than buying consumer goods. If someone comes here to buy a television, I agree it should be taxed the same. They stay in a hotel or rent a car, same deal with the tax. But with real estate, aren't you buying an interest in the community? You're buying a piece of the country. What would you say to that? I would say look at the treaties and read a definition of investment because those treaties have definitions and the definitions include the purchase of real estate. Okay, Uh, so you think then by definitions of these treaties that you've gone through, you've got a pretty strong case. I think so. I'm not in the business of starting bad cases, but it's going to be a hard-fought dispute, I'm sure, because it is a polarizing and controversial issue. I'm not expecting the province to roll over and cave. So I understand if you win this case, uh, the province could be on the hook for uh, monies collected. Is that correct? Yeah, so the two things that we're seeking in this lawsuit is one, a declaration that they couldn't do what they did, 
and then flowing from that in order that they make restitution of all the amounts collected on account of the tax to the people that paid. And that could be a lot of money. In fact, uh, this money is allotted from the foreign buyer's tax, I understand, is allotted to actually going into buying, uh, to building affordable housing. So that could really hurt that affordable housing that's already in the making if uh, we're talking a few years down the line. Well, I mean, what the province chooses to do with money that they unlawfully collect is completely irrelevant to our case. Our case is only concerned with the collecting of the money, not with the spending. Uh, If they choose to do something incredibly worthwhile with the money, that's great. But the problem is if they didn't have the right to collect to begin with, they need to find that money elsewhere. You said in uh, an article here that uh, the tax, you know, you understand that there is a, a housing problem in Vancouver, but using this tax is like a using a screwdriver to to hammer a nail into a wall. Uh, So they're just using the wrong tool. Uh, What would you think is a better tool in this case? Well, this is the beauty of my position is I don't have to come up with a solution. I just have to point out to what's wrong. But, you know... If the problem is they're, they're, when they say the foreign buyers are inflating the market, people's visions of a foreign buyer is somebody living abroad, purchasing a property here, never having the intention to live here and leaving that property vacant. Um, somebody like our plaintiff, Jing Lee, is somebody who's living in the country lawfully, has been working, is contributing to the society, uh, saved up money to, to buy this property, had assistance from her parents, got a mortgage. She's not inflating the market. So the problem is it captures a lot of people that are lawfully here, are contributing members of the society, and just don't happen to have the right piece of paper. So are you hoping to take down the whole tax or just specific cases like Zheng Li's? The whole tax. Even if there are well, people as, doing as, exactly as, what as, you as, said as, that Zheng Li isn't doing, but they're buying and they're, they have no intention of moving here. Well, the the problem, then they have to address that issue. Then, right. And if that's the problem, then the issue is vacancy. That's a whole other issue. So that's the screwdriver in your old it, analogy. It could be. <laughs> it could be, right? I don't know what the problem really is. I'm not the one getting the reports and making the decisions. But if the problem is vacancy, then they have to address vacancy. A few things still have to happen before this case can proceed. Is that correct? So the first step in a case that is a proposed class action is to actually get the go-ahead from the court that it is indeed a class action. And so they will confirm that we represent not only Jing Li, but everyone who is in the same situation that's defined in our claim. And that process is known as certification. And typically, it's very hotly contested because for a defendant, it's the difference between one claim and the claim of everyone. So the liability stakes are very high. And typically, this process can take from six months to a year from filing date. So that's going to be the the first major step in the case. And then if the case is certified, then we'll move towards a determination of the merits, whether we're right or wrong on our theory. I I, uh, will be interested in watching what happens with your case, because I don't know if you've been reading the paper today, but a lot of people are calling for this same tax to be implemented here in Toronto. But I thought that your premier had already indicated that they're not really thinking that that's a good idea. She says this, she says that. I don't know. It depends on the day. (laughs) Well, that's your problem, not mine. (laughs) You said it, sister. Listen, have yourself a fantastic day. I really appreciate you joining us on the show. All right. All right. That's Luciane Brazil, lawyer representing the foreign buyers uh, in her case. It's a class action lawsuit filed against B.C.'s foreign buyer property tax of 15 percent. B.C. Premier Christy Clark says she's pleased by the dramatic impact uh, her tax on foreign buyers is having on Metro Vancouver's residential real estate market. Basically, 
It is dropping significantly. Houses are not moving. And I'm wondering, you know, a lot of people are saying that we should start adopting this 15 percent foreign buyers tax here in Toronto because what's going on is they are now eyeing us in places like Quebec City. Do you want that to happen here with regard to your biggest investment? Is that what you are banking on, the price of your real estate going up and up as being your nest egg? The AM 640 Afternoon Drive Show. Listen live. Weekday afternoons from 4 till 7 on AM 640. Or download the app at 640toronto.com.